I love that. That's so cool. World traveler. World traveler, <laughs> and now Hawaii. It's the first time in the States, to be fair. Yay! Well, it's a perfect place to begin. Even though it's so. not considered... <laughs> I'm like, mm, that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of the End of Time podcast, and we have another new guest. Yay! <laughs> uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah. Hi, everyone. My name is Keely Benz. Um, I'm Cal- from California, but I am of Hawaiian descent, okay. so I'm very honored that you <laughs> invited me onto the podcast. No worries. So well, what, does that, what does that mean? You're, you're from California, but you are from a Hawaiian descent. What yes. So let's get into that. Let's get into it. <laughs> so my father, he's half Hawaiian and half German, so okay. kind of an interesting combination. Mm. As yourself, you're from Manchester and yeah. also Italian. <laughs> so he's also traveled the world, such as yourself. But um, yeah, so my grandfather on my dad's side, he's full Hawaiian, and then okay. he married a German. He went to war, so... Oh, he fought in the war. He did. So he met her in Germany when he was stationed there, oh. and then they traveled all over. <laughs> and so, yeah, then my they were located. They ended up in Washington. Okay. And then my parents met there, and then they came to California, and then that's where I come in. <laughs> <laughs> so you were born in California? Yeah, born and raised my whole life. So I'm from California, but um, we would come visit Hawaii to see family Mm. and visit relatives. We had a huge family reunion here. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's when I was like, I want to be here. I was like, (laughs) this is where I belong. So So you have lots of family still on the island living here full time, right? So, yes, my family is actually from Maui. They're from Kahului, and that's where my grandfather grew up. And we have a lot of family that's from Maui, but... Mm -hmm. They're kind of scattered all over. So I also have aunties and uncles that are on Oahu Mm -hmm. that I run into and see all the time. (laughs) Um, One of my uncles is actually the kahu, the priest at Huaikau, which is the oldest church in Hawaii. So Uncle Ken, if you see this. (laughs) (laughs) So... Is, is that following the Christian Christianity or? Yes. Is, okay. So, but it's kind of um, has like a Hawaiian mixed into it. So mm-hmm. it's really cool. It's If you haven't been, you definitely should. I, I literally arrived three weeks ago. So oh, I am, yeah. I'm still a newcomer. I can't say I'm a local <laughs> yet. <laughs> I know. I'm working my way up there too. So I'm right there with you. <laughs> so you've been on the island. So you've been living here going to uni full time now for yes, your first so year, second year? Or what? Second year. Second so year. first year with COVID, I decided to stay home and do it, just my classes online okay. just because I didn't want to come here with you know, everything that's happening, it's a small island, and I didn't want to risk bringing anything from California here. So I was like, I'll just wait for everything to kind of calm down. Mm-hmm. And then once everything was going back into person, then I came last year for my um, sophomore year. And okay. then I was here that whole year, and now I'm my junior year. Nice. Yeah. What are you studying, by the way? So I'm studying communication, and mm-hmm. then I'm trying to minor in fashion design and merchandising. Wow. Yeah. So, so what motivated that? Um, so communication, <laughs> that one, <laughs> I was going to do business, but they're like, you're going to have to take calculus for that. Oh. And I can't do math to save my life. So I was like, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, can't do that. So communication, next best thing, you yeah. know. So I am studying that. And then I've always been super into like fashion and, you know, 
love shopping, love mm-hmm. buying clothes, love seeing the new trends. So I was like, I want to I wanna take a couple classes, and then I fell in love. So now we're minoring <laughs> in that. <laughs> no, I'm exactly the same. I cannot do maths at all. Yeah. Maths is not for me. Maths, I can't just, do it. Just stay away. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, mm, far away. Yeah. After school, I'm like, I'm, I'm done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you don't need to bring it here. <laughs> yeah, perfect, right? I respect those in STEM. I respect those who can do math. Couldn't be me. <laughs> no, no, not me as well. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's so you're half half Hawaiian. Um, so I'm like a quarter Hawaiian. A quarter Hawaiian. Yes. So when you were growing up, did your did your parents try to instill any like uh, any Hawaiian like kind of culture into um, you, or I what feel was that like, like? What was your how was growing up? Growing up, I would say being around. Not necessarily. I feel like we kind of became in touch with the Hawaiian culture a little bit later on. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It wasn't until probably when we came to the family reunion. That's when it kind of clicked for us. And we were like, we're, we're Hawaiian. This mm-hmm. is our people. And it really um, just brought, like, it was very inspirational for me because it, I didn't experience anything like that. And it's so different here. Like, in mm-hmm. California, I'm very close with all my family. But, you know, being here, the aloha that you feel from your family that you're not even that close with, that I was just meeting for the first time. Mm-hmm. We have a huge family on that side. Yeah. And everyone was just so welcoming and so loving and so caring and looking out for each other. And so that really was very touching. And so after that, my family was like, let's, you know, kind of get back into the this side that we haven't really experienced yet. So that mm-hmm. was really cool for me to have that experience. And I feel like in California, there weren't as many opportunities to become immersed in the Hawaiian culture for me there. So I tried to, like, join a halau and dance hula, Mm -hmm. and I did that for a little bit, but then it was hard with my schedule and everything. But I always knew that I wanted to move here and to live here and become more in touch with my culture, and Mm -hmm. that was always really important to me. So I tried as much as I could back home, but it wasn't as easy. And I would tell all my friends growing up, like, ooh, I'm Hawaiian. And they're like, <laughs> okay, that's that's cool, I guess. I was like, it's the coolest thing ever. Mm-hmm. And so it's really like a full circle to be here and to finally be living that, like, experience that I've been wanting to learn. So in California, is there a big Hawaiian kind of community? Because you said you're doing hula and stuff mm-hmm. like that there. Um, it depends. It's kind of locationally. I would say in the Bay Area, there's more okay. of a... Polynesian community over there so that's where I would have to travel to to dance but it's still smaller but um I also have family in Washington and there's a pretty big Hawaiian community out there too so whenever I go visit like my grandparents up there we get to see all the aunties and uncles and we'll get together Mm -hmm. have like a family barbecue but yeah so it's kind of special getting to have those moments with the family yeah yeah no because my own family we're all we're all spread out across Mm -hmm. across the whole world so it's it's difficult Mm -hmm. it's very difficult to connect and to see them regularly right so then when you all come together for a reunion Mm -hmm. it's pretty special because it doesn't happen that often right exactly in a way you take it for granted sometimes yes at least for me I did no yeah (laughs) I completely agree so it's nice having those moments oh definitely and you you said the the spirit of aloha Yes. 
That is, that's that's a very, like, abstract concept for somebody who's not Hawaiian. Yes. And somebody who's not from the U.S. at all, who had no, mm-hmm. I, I've heard of Aloha in, like, mm-hmm. Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Which I've, I've been told is a bad movie. What? <laughs> Honestly, I I do love that movie. So. I love it as well. And I was told here, I was like, that's not, that's nothing like Hawaii is. It's nothing. Yeah. Which, so what does Aloha, Aloha mean to you? Um, What it means to me, and I, so I came here and I learned, I took Aloha Hawaii, which is learning the Hawaiian language. Um, so I took two years of that. I'm not that good, but I can, I can kind of get by. I can kind of understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, but my first kumu, she taught me that, you know, it's hard to kind of just define aloha because it means so much. It's such a broad term to just try and define in words. Mm-hmm. And But how she explained it to me, which I really, like, loved, was that, you know, aloha is having respect in everyone and everything you meet. So just... Mm. No matter who you come across, no matter if you're just out, and it's just recognizing yourself in everything, that everything has life, and having that respect and love and care for that. So that's kind of the spirit of Aloha in my definition. Yeah, in, yeah, in yeah. my eyes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Because I see that, because I remember in the orientation for us, they talked about the importance of nature and how mm-hmm. that it's deeply embedded into Hawaiian culture. Mm-hmm. And you said respect. There's environmental concerns and everything yes. is so deeply embedded in, into the into the idea of what aloha is so it's yes. i that's what i, I love it so far yeah here. everybody loves nature and everybody's out and about it's exactly. special yeah it's really special and how much we care for the aina the land and how much we want to take care of it because taking care of the land is going to take care of us as well so you have to it's like a balance that you have to have and so i think it's also so important to also you know fight for those um rights and like mm-hmm. sorry that doesn't make sense but to oh, fight for the in, the environmental rights that um hawaiians are facing at the moment like on mauna kea and like so on red hill the leak that they're having with the you're gonna have to the military uh, the military yes so the military the navy actually has some fuel tanks on um red hill and they've been pumping like thousands and millions of um gasoline into mm-hmm. these water tanks that go to homes, into the river, into the ocean, and so into the streams. And so it's been a big concern, and the Navy just keeps kind of blowing it off, like, oh, we're going to fix it, but Mm -hmm. not really doing anything. So a lot of Native Hawaiians are trying to spread the word and get it out so we can stop it. So there isn't, like, gasoline getting in our water systems, (laughs) which shouldn't be. (laughs) Which you think would be normal, like a a human kind of right, right? Right. A collective uh, commitment not to pollute the water we all have to use, right? Yeah, exactly. And they're just like, oh, we're going to fix it eventually. And we're like, no, (laughs) we should fix it probably now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That reminds me, I have uh, have, from the orientation, once one quote that really struck with me and just what what we're saying, let me just get it up. Excuse my Hawaiian... uh, accent my lack of a no, pronunciation <laughs> it's there we go um he alika aina he kawa ke kanaka the land is the chief the man is its servant mm-hmm. which is a pretty it's a pretty iconic i think i right? love it i love it <laughs> isn't it it's so amazing the culture here and just the values of just you know we are the servants of the land. We are the ones who are supposed to take care of it, and in return, it will take care of us. So whatever, you know, it's just malamain and taking care of and having that respect and responsibility to do mm-hmm. your part. 
So you, you speak you speak Hawaiian then? I, uh, a little bit, a little yeah, bit. a little bit. I can. <laughs> you can. So yeah. you, you said you went to school here for to learn the language specifically. Um, yeah, that was a big part for me. I wanted to come here and, you know, take Hawaiian classes, learn more about what it's like to be Hawaiian because mm-hmm. I feel like I came so much later and I have such a different perspective than most. You know, I wasn't born and raised here, and so. Yeah. Other Native Hawaiians who are born and raised here have a t- completely different perspective and um, experience than I have. So mm-hmm. I'm just trying to do my part to come here and to really, because I always wanted to learn more about the culture and everything like that. So I really wanted to learn the language because I felt like that was super important for me to really, you know, connect with my ancestors and mm-hmm. all of that. Does your, do your parents speak? No, my, no. <laughs> And I don't even, I think my grandfather can speak a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, he can understand it. But for him, I think it's more musically. So he'll, like, musically. sing. Musically? Yeah. So he can, like, sing Hawaiian songs and play the ukulele and stuff like that. Wow. So, yeah. That's how he can, you know, speak Hawaiian is mm-hmm. through through melee, through music. <laughs> Could you even say he expresses his aloha through through music? I would say so, yeah. Wow. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Damn, there's there's so much. I mean, we could we could unpack it forever, honestly. But um, I don't know. This the spirit of Aloha has always been a fascination for me Mm because I remember when writing for just before I came here, I had to write like a uh, an essay about Mm -hmm. why I wanted to come to Hawaii from Mm -hmm. at my home university, and I talked about the spirit of Aloha, and there was so many conflict conflicting. Not I don't want to say conflicting in a bad way, but like. Everything was so different, and it was yes. hard to like narrow down what it meant. Exactly. But it all depends on the individual, which is mm-hmm. which is fascinating. It honestly. really is. Everyone has their own take on what aloha means to them, and I think that's really cool because not a lot of other places, I think, have that. No, not at all. Right? So <laughs> it's like here, it's so it can be interpreted in so many different ways. And I think, how does it? How do you think it translates into like? Contemporary or modern night, right now, right now in Hawaii, how does how does how do people express their aloha? Um, I would from say your experience, from my experience, it's a lot different because of all the, um, like I would say all the problems that are kind of being faced in Hawaii right now, like with, um, you know. A lot of Hawaiians are facing a lot of issues with being, this is their home, and it's so expensive to live here. So a lot of Native Hawaiians are having to relocate because they can't. So there's a lot of battles that Native Hawaiians are still fighting at the moment. So I feel like aloha is still like having love and kindness and respect to everyone you meet, but Mm -hmm. it's becoming a little bit more challenging because of all these problems that are facing, and they're giving so much love. Mm -hmm. But it's also hard because it's, you know... You can only do so much when you're fighting to keep your land and where you're from exactly. and your roots. I think the having an identity is is so important. Mm-hmm. Communities can't survive without a sense of identity. So just I think I read a statistic just before I came here that it's Hawaii, the Hawaiian language is is critically endangered. It is. It's yes. like zero point one percent or something mm-hmm. speak it fluently, mm-hmm. and it's only been a recent like push. Oops, sorry, mm-hmm. Mike. <laughs> it's only been a recent push to try and reintegrate the Hawaiian language into yes. into Hawaii, which is it's kind of sad. It is very sad. So that's another reason where I was like, I really want to learn it because it is becoming an endangered language, and Native Hawaiians and even if you're just local or interested, should you know try and learn the language because if you're coming to school here and a lot of people come because they're like, oh, it's Hawaii, it's so pretty, it's beautiful, it's like, you know, I'm living on an island, but also you have to realize that 
this is a culture. This is a mm-hmm. community. There are people that have been here so many generations before you. We were a kingdom. We had our own land that mm-hmm. was taken illegally by the U.S. <laughs> <laughs> and it is, like, important to know that and have that respect. So when you meet Native Hawaiians and locals who are angry and upset with everything, to have an understanding and to mm-hmm. be, like, not upset by it, but how can I, what can I do to like help their problem, you know, because mm-hmm. this is their home, their land. What can I do? Mm. Were you ever taught about the history of Hawaii? And as you said, it was, I'm learning this as mm-hmm. well right now. My Hawaii Center of Pacific class, mm-hmm. it, Hawaii is, was illegally annexed. It was, Did you, yes. Were you ever taught that in, when you were growing up in California? Growing up in California, no. So it was just basically like, California curriculum that you learn in schools. And like my family, we weren't super in touch with our Hawaiian side at that point. So I wasn't very aware until I got older and I started doing research on my own. And then I was like, this is not okay. Why why is this not known? Like, why is this not taught? And so I think in my AP US history class in high school, we like barely, like it wasn't even a chapter. It was just like a little thing that they said, oh, then this is about Hawaii, the 50th state. And I was like, what? Oh, by the way, just to mention. Just to mention, guys. And I was like, what? (laughs) And so that day I actually like got up in front of my class and I was like, let me tell everyone something. (laughs) I was like, let me teach you. And so, yeah, it's, I had to do kind of my own research to figure all that stuff out. And then especially when I, I was still, um, unaware of the problems until I got here and then a lot of things were brought up and I was like oh my gosh I did I had no idea and then I started doing my own research and wanting to get involved and seeing how I could help you know wow it's I think I don't know for me for me at least the best way to learn I've the most I've learned is mostly not coming from school (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's coming from doing your own research when you're Mm -hmm. fully like embedded and you're motivated to do it yes and I don't think school instills that but that's a whole debate in yes that's a whole other thing (laughs) but um uh, let's bring it onto Hawaiian culture what what it means today like surfing is a big part surfing is a huge part (laughs) of Hawaiian culture and I've tried to surf I'm still learning. I'm not very good, but it's so fun, honestly. I just think it's so cool. And then the feeling, have you tried surfing yet? No, and I want to. I really do. We're going to go surfing then. (laughs) But it's, you know, being able to, like, catch a wave, the feeling that you have and being able to be connected with the water like that, it's just nothing beats it. Yeah, nothing compares. So it makes you, like, after you catch one, you're like, all right, let's go back out. Let's try. (laughs) Like, let's keep going. But yeah, I, we have to go surfing and it's such a big part of, you know, the culture itself because mm. we are really the pioneers and the creators yeah. of surfing. And so um, also, did you hear about the Eddie Aikau invitation, big wave surf competition that just happened? That was last weekend, This right? past yeah. weekend, yeah. So I just went to that and that actually, so the Eddie Aikau, have you seen The Legend of Eddie Aikau, the documentary? It is, was, wait, because I learned about some guy named Eddie. So you probably, he was a lifeguard. Yes, yes, yes. So you learned about him. So I'll send you the documentary. You have to watch it. And if any these people, you also <laughs> have to watch it. It's called The Legend of Eddie Aikau. And it talks about um, Eddie Aikau's life story, which is actually really fun because I like look up to him. I admire him so much. And my grandfather grew up with him. Wow. They both are from Kahului, Maui, which is like a small town. So I'm like, Opa, like this documentary, it's amazing. And he was like, 
I grew up with him and his like family. Like he's like I'm cool too. So you know you know them personally. Uh, uh, I don't parents. know them okay. personally, but my grandfather Your grew grandfather. up with them. Wow. Yeah, so super cool. Such a small community, but um, yeah. So Eddie Icao was such an inspiration to me, and really my father. I feel like that's kind of a bonding thing that we had together, where we were like, got us kind of in touch with our Hawaiian cultural side, and so. Mm-hmm. We were like, this is so amazing and so empowering. And so it kind of explains his whole life. I'll let you guys watch it. But, um, yeah, so he grew up surfing, kind of was talks about how Hawaiians were the pioneers for surfing and the Duke and all that. Mm-hmm. And then it also goes into how he was the first lifeguard at Waimea Bay. And, he was the first. Mm-hmm, he was the first up in North Shore in Waimea Bay, and the waves were crazy. And they knew that, like, they needed someone who could save people. So yeah. he saved that like hundreds of lives and they don't even have a record because he was so humble about it. He was like, it's just what you do. You mm-hmm. just take care of people. And so he also, at the end, he wanted to become in touch with his Hawaiian cultural side. So he went on Hokulea, the mm-hmm. wine voraging, which yes. would go to Tahiti and back. Mm-hmm. And they had crazy storm and it capsized and he was lost at sea. But he went on his surfboard to go get help for all of the people, all the crew members on the boat. And so he left. And um, he was never seen again, but because he went and he paddled, and it's Eddie would go is his mm-hmm. slogan, because he yeah. went. He wanted to save his friends and his people. And so I think that's just so special. And also there's a line at the very end of the documentary that always gets me, and it's like in the hearts and the minds of Hawaiians, he's still paddling. He's still, I think wow. that's such a amazing thing to think of because it's such a Hawaiian, you know, yeah, I've never, I've never heard of this story. And then when I, I was taught it literally today. Literally yeah, today. literally. <laughs> and uh, that's such an inspirational story. Yeah. The, whole, the whole idea of being a humble, you don't, I, I don't know, I find it a bit strange. Humbling and like kind of expressing all your yeah. achievements is a bit, it's a bit weird. In the mm-hmm. UK at least it's very weird. Mm-hmm. So having, having hearing that, that he's, this leg- he's a legend. He's a legend, yes, <laughs> he is. And so I thought that that really connected me. And I was like, I want to come to Hawaii. I want to learn more about the culture. I want to become, you know, immersed in it. And yeah. so I've been trying hard to do that since I've been here. <laughs> so do you, and uh, you talked about the voy- the voyaging thing. Mm-hmm. Um, have you done more research into that? Because uh, do you know more about it? Because- about Hokulea? So it did um, eventually make it to Tahiti and back, I think, a couple years after, I have to do more. I'm not too sure. You know, mm-hmm. I need to do more research on that. Um, but I think, it, yeah. So it did after, like a, they did a couple more I think voyaging so, yeah. to it. So I think that's just so inspiring because a lot of the stigma or the what people would say about you know Hokulea and like Hawaiians finding the islands. A lot of people have this note like preconceived notion that oh, we just stumbled upon it by mm-hmm. accident yeah. because we didn't know, but that's not true. No, we not had like navigational systems that we used and, you know, we found the islands. And so I think it's really inspirational and people are like, oh, you guys just found it on accident. <laughs> and we're like, no. <laughs> That's so patronizing. Yeah. Like, yo, you just, it was all luck. You, you had no, yeah. you, there was nothing... You had no responsibility for your own destiny in the sense. That's mm-hmm. that's yeah. <laughs> that's so bad. That's absolute absolute bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, that's yeah. um yeah, because we were just learning about um the nav was it I forgot his name, Mao, uh, the the one of the last like grand mm. navigators, the master navigator or something from mm. one of the small islands mm-hmm. who helped uh, with that uh, what is the, the name Hokulea? of the Hokulea. Yes, mm-hmm. he helped train the last like the last batch of 
um, master navigators who without any electronic instruments mm. or using like touching the waves yes, and stuff. And ah. using the stars, the sky, and it's just so inspiring. It's it really incredible. Is. And it's it I saw the photo when that uh, the hookalea? Hokulea? Hokulea mm-hmm. <laughs> arrived in Tahiti and uh-huh. it was it's now a national holiday because mm-hmm. it was really a revival. It was. It was a revival of a lost art that we had, you know, because Hawaiians weren't allowed to practice their language. They weren't allowed to do they weren't allowed to dance hula. They weren't allowed to, you know, be who they are. Mm-hmm. They so it's it was really amazing that they were able to, you know, bring it back and to continue that tradition. Yeah. And that's still it's still happening today. You yeah, know? It's still live the legend lives on. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, and yeah, no, but surfing we I do need we do need yes, to try. Yes, <laughs> we definitely need to try it. We can help each other get better. Oh please, because <laughs> <laughs> I've seen because uh, we've done we've gone down to Queens Beach and mm-hmm. I think we've been to North Shore as well mm-hmm. and I've seen people surfing. I'm like I want to try. <laughs> <laughs> Give it's me a surfboard. <laughs> but it also is dangerous, so definitely go with people who are experienced and can help you because. Every time I go out, I have to have my friends who are, like, like experienced surfers who are, like, okay, we got you. Here's what you're going to do. And I'm, like, okay, sounds good. Because there is, like, a whole customs out there. Like, when you're out in the waters, there's, like, rules and, like, um, just, just, like. Rules? Un- like, unwritten rules? Unwritten, like, unspoken, like, yes. Like, if that person's going, that's their wave. you got to let them oh. go. Like, certain things like that. Certain, like, customs that you do. To be respectful in the water. So I'm still learning those too. Because okay. I'm just a beginner. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm so sorry. One time I went out. And um, I was just going with friends for fun. Mm-hmm. And there was this little girl. She was probably like six or seven. And she was this wow. little local girl. And we both caught the wave. And I didn't really know how to like, what to do, how to yeah. move out of her way. So I started to panic. And she just like perfectly, so gracefully like came up next to me and like pushed my board away. So oh. she could just ride it. I was like, that's amazing. Damn. And she's just so little. I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, she wasn't even phased by no, it? No, <laughs> not phased at all. I was like, she's going to be the next pro surfer. Like, that was insane. <laughs> Damn. Like, the whole uh, – we I didn't have a surfboard at the time, but mm-hmm. we were just in the water. And mm-hmm. then some waves coming were just – we're just swimming, and the idea of catching a wave is, is fun. You it's know? so fun. Being You're like, by the yeah. <laughs> Being dragged close to the yeah. shore. You know, I've, I will try. I mean, yeah. if, if I'm not going to learn here, I'm never going to learn. Yes. But I, I, I came here with the, with the mindset that I'm going to have to. You got to. I have you have to. to. And if you go to, uh, I think it's called Mok's, Moku. Um, it's in Waikiki. Okay. They rent um, boards to students for, I think, like $10. So, like, wow. a great deal yeah. for, like, the whole day, I think. So, you just take a board out and just try and catch waves. So, Easy. it's pretty fun. Yo. Yeah. Damn. Only in Hawaii? Only in Hawaii. Only here? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I, I can't know. wait. This, you know, this whole, the whole last three weeks have been insane. Absolutely insane. What's been your favorite part? Favorite part? That's or something a, super memorable that you're like, I'll never forget. I think, oh, I, I, I think there are two things. I became, I think I've become very philosophical. I love that. <laughs> In the sense, I was walking to a friend's house. It was like maybe 11 at night. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, I realized... Um, uh, all the time in the mod- this modern world, we're focused on our phones. We're focused on what's in front of us, to the side of us, what's behind us. And I never really uh, realized to look up. Yeah. I looked, I, I, when I looked up, it's just full of stars. And back in the UK and in Thailand where I lived as well, no stars whatsoever. So really? this was mind-blowing. And Aren't 
It's yeah. incredible. It really is. And I think the other thing is just after, like, after a day of at uni, mm -hmm. you're tired. Mm -hmm. But then you can just go to the beach. You just can just go to the beach. Why not? I know you get done with classes or they cancel a class. You're mm -hmm. like, all right, I'm going to go to the beach. Go to the beach, chill with friends, and yeah. just watch the sunset. And it's it's just mm -hmm. It's so relaxing. So relaxing. Have you felt uh, homesick or any island fever from being here so far? Um, I've like I had a little bit of uh, homesickness maybe a few days ago, mm -hmm. but then. I went to the beach. Yeah, <laughs> the beach mixes all. It really just makes it go away. It really does. I know people back home, they always ask me, like, do you get island fever? I'm like, no. <laughs> like, I go to the beach. I hang out with friends. Like, I, it's home. I love it here. Like, mm -hmm. what's not to love? Yeah, exactly. Wait, it's past the 30-minute mark, so I need to check the all camera. Right. <laughs> that one's still going. And this one. Cool beans. <laughs> I'll do another clap. <laughs> yeah. So the cameras are running. Okay, which is sounds good. good. Love which it. Is good. That's good. So what has been your memorable, most memorable moment on on the island? Hmm. On that's... the several on several of the islands. <laughs> uh, well, that's hard. So I've only been to Maui once. So a big okay. thing of mine is I really want to try and island hop and see yeah. the other islands. Um, I'm trying to go to Maui with some of my friends because mm -hmm. I have some friends who are also from there. And I also have a bunch of family there. So I think yeah. I'm going to just try and go s do that and see where my family came from and explore the island, you mm -hmm. know, a little bit better. And then here... There's just so many things so hard. <laughs> like, you know, I would say just all the friendships that I've made and all the people that I've met. Um, I've had so many great experiences and so many fun memories. The Eddie was an incredible one that I just got to experience because it meant so much personally. So it was cool to finally be able to, like, be a part of that. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I don't know. Just everything is like, it's, <laughs> it's so hard amazing. to pick one, you know? <laughs> <That's right. laughs> it really is. But I heard, what is it, the... The, the festival thing, the wave, the big waves mm -hmm. on the weekend. I heard that was incredible. It was. It was <laughs> insanity. I've never seen so many people. Have you been to Waimea Bay yet? No. Okay, you're going to have to go. It's a really cool beach. I love going there, but it's um not a lot of parking. It's, like, small. And so it was insanity. There was, like, I guess 40 or 50,000 people that wow. went out there. Yeah, so... There were so many cars. I camped overnight with some friends in my car, and we were, like, sick. a 30-minute walk away from there. But I have friends that had to walk, like, an hour, an hour and a half. Like, it was – there were so many people there. Um, but it was really cool to, like, witness that, and the waves were insane. So, like, I was farther back because I was like, I'm not trying to get swept <laughs> to sea. I just want to see these crazy waves Did and the surfers. Happen? Did people get swept off to sea? People were. People oh, my were, God. Yeah, it was – I felt so bad for the lifeguards because they were telling people, like, stand away, get back. And they weren't listening because they just wanted to have the best view of the waves. And the waves would come up, rogue waves, and they would take, like, I think um, some people got swept down. There's videos all over the Internet of it. God. But everyone was okay. Everyone was good. And after, they were like, okay, we do need to back away. We should <laughs> yes. not be standing here. Just so, when they see people going out to see, yeah, okay, maybe we maybe should Maybe we back. should actually relocate, you know. That's, maybe we should listen now. So, And there was a dog that got washed out, and the lifeguards no. had to run and oh, grab no. it. And it was actually so inspiring because the guy who won this year was um, the underdog, kind of. He was... 
um, a lifeguard who was actually on duty, who was working. Wow. So And so they called him into the competition. And so he won the whole competition. He surfed amazingly. And it was crazy because during interviews, people would try and, like, talk to him. And he was like, I'm actually on the clock right now. I got to go save people. So, like, he was working. <laughs> and go, you know? <laughs> Yeah, he's like, sorry, there's people that need me to grab them out of the water. And then he was like, okay, time to go take a break so I can surf my heat. And it was just incredible to watch. So that was really cool. How high are the waves we, we talked So about? for the Eddie, this competition is um, not like a yearly competition. It's only when the waves are maxing 20-plus like feet. Wow. So they have to be at least 20 feet for them to call in the competition. And then once that happens, then so it can happen. The last one was in 2016. So wow, it's been a like, while. It's then. been a while. So it's only when Mother Nature decides that she's going to send a swell big enough mm-hmm. and then they call it on. So it's they could cancel it. Many times they've canceled it the day before, or like the day of, because they're like, actually the waves aren't going to be big enough. Mm-hmm. And so it was really cool to have that experience wow. to, for them to be like, the waves are perfect. All right, it's on. Because Eddie was a big wave surfer at Waimea Bay, and that's where he like won his competition and also where he lifeguarded at. So when a big swell comes like that, that's when they're able to have it. So wow. that's why everyone was like, we have to be there because mm-hmm. this rarely happens. But wow. it, one thing I did feel, though, was a lot of people were there, but they didn't know the meaning or the message behind it of like who Eddie Ikao was and why they hold this competition. So I wish that could have been like a more, you know, people came knowing that, but Mm. I get it. Like, you know, (laughs) you want to go see this crazy wave competition (laughs) that never happens. But I still was like, oh, I wish people would be like, oh my God, this is like, know the meaning behind it. But still was really cool to experience. Oh, I bet. Like, and so did he start this competition or was it made? So it was made of- because of him. So his okay. family created it. So oh. they have like a ceremony every December, I believe, where they all get together, choose the people who are going to be um, nominated to, because it's an invite only ah. competition. So they choose the best surfers who they think, you know, can be invited into the competition. This one was also very cool because it was the first one where they had wahine surfers. So the first time they invited women to surf in the competition. So normally it's only been a men's surf competition. And so now they had women in the surf. So it was even like more groundbreaking. Mm -hmm. So it was really cool to witness this history. Wow. Yeah. So the more you know. (laughs) Maybe a few years you'll be there. Maybe. We'll see. (laughs) If I go out enough, I need to practice a little bit more. And plus, those waves were crazy insane. I have seen it because a friend of mine, uh, friends of mine were there camping mm-hmm. overnight. And they they showed me one of the photos of the waves. And it was, wow. Insanity. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I could do that. So them being out there and just being like, it's another day at work. Just yeah. like, huge wave. I got it. I was like. Get me, let's go get my surfboard. Let me just grab my surfboard. <laughs> it was insanity. It was so cool. <laughs> wow. I don't know. These... <laughs> I'm I'm overwhelmed. Yeah. It's like there's so much there's so much going on, mm-hmm. and at the same time you're able even though there's so much going on constantly you're able to relax and enjoy. Yeah, it. truly. And still, it's everything is in the spirit of a lot of these the Hawaiian proverbs and the world, mm-hmm. culture as a whole. Like mm-hmm. as you said, the what is it? The waves they come when they want to come. You know, mm-hmm. the land is the chief. Exactly, <laughs> the land is the chief. It decides. So, wow. yeah. God damn. What are you most excited for? In the future, at least. Um, hmm. What am I mostly... I think just being here and to, like, experience more about the culture and to... I don't know, just 
keep figuring out who I am because I feel like I'm still figuring that out here mm -hmm. in my identity and, you know, making friend, as many friends as possible, meeting as many people and just making the most of the time out here, you know, because it's such a amazing opportunity that we have. Oh, 100%. And do you feel more connected to you? You feel more connected to who you are here? I think so. I feel like I'm more myself. I feel like I'm figuring out who I am and doing a lot of growth. And so I think that's really cool to like have that experience. What's um, the most notice noticeable growth do you think you've had on the island? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> <laughs> Deep question, I, said, I know. <laughs> Ooh, um, I guess just honestly figuring out like who I am and like what I want and boundaries and you know, things like that and figuring out like my identity with the Hawaiian side as well as like who I am with like just my regular Caucasian side, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> but but um, I don't know, just kind of seeing who I am and what I want to do and like where I want to go. Mm -hmm. So I think that's kind of wow. what I've been figuring out. <laughs> where do you want to go? I do definitely want to travel. I want to see the world. My dad actually grew up in a village in Germany. So a small village. Very small village. Wow. Yeah, Meppen. Tiny, tiny village. Yeah, so I'm trying to think if I know this. Because I've been to Germany, but I don't think I've been It's there. a tiny <laughs> village. So, But I really want to go to Germany to see, you know, because we still have family out there. So I would mm -hmm. love to do that and to, like, explore Europe and everywhere. Um, but definitely I feel like this is home for me. So Hawaii I, is yeah, home. Hawaii is home, but also it's hard cause all my family's still in California. So mm -hmm. definitely going to go back to California many times and <laughs> see my family out there. But I feel like here is where I feel most like content and at home. I, I, I kind of feel the same. I've only been here for three weeks. Right? So I, I, Every, already, I already feel at home. Everyone comes here and they just love it. Everyone, I don't think ever leaves feeling, having a bad like, yeah. Like, I, I think I was a bit nervous when I first arrived here because mm -hmm. I remember being told by the, the uni, oh, your immigration, when you go to the passport control, they're going to ask you loads of questions. <laughs> the visa process was a nightmare. Mm -hmm. So when I first arrived, I was like, oh, God. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done anything wrong, but what if they find yeah. something? <laughs> what, if, what if something's wrong? <laughs> yeah. So then when I turn up at the airport and they're all like, all the security officers are in Hawaiian shirts, I was like, I. You're like, I'm fine. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. good. <laughs> I know they're so sweet here because like when I go home, like TSA and, yeah. you know, traveling, it's a nightmare. It's <laughs> like, so I'm like, I'm always so on edge. Like you got to go fast. Like they're like, get this out of your bag, take your shoes off, all that stuff. So I'm like panicking. But yeah. here I'm like. We're good. We're we can good. take our time. They're yeah. like, no worries, no rush. Like, you're fine. I'm like, thank you so much. That's what they I make needed. It, yeah, I'm like, that's what I needed. They make <laughs> you feel so much better and, like, at ease. So that's – they're always so kind and welcoming. It's, Honestly. like, what I've gotten from everyone that I've come across, you know. And if – I've never really had any bad experiences. Just, you know, always trying to learn and do better is what I've kind of wow. gotten. Is yeah. that is what you discovered here, mm -hmm. that kind of mindset? Yeah. Wow. So like very very deep. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> you know, because if someone's like upset or angry, they don't know your history, your background, where you come from. You know, and also they Native Hawaiians face so much bigger challenges here that I just have to be understanding and be like, you know what, like I just whatever I can do to be better and to help you know the community because I don't want to. I am from California. My experiences are way different than mm -hmm. those who are born and raised here and the challenges they, they have to face and are still facing. So I'm just trying to help out however I can and be respectful and mm -hmm. have an understanding that, you know, 
they are just fighting for, you know. Basic living. Yeah, exactly. Basic human rights. So yeah. I'm just here to help however I can, you know. And whatever contribution I can make. Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. So I think learning the language is honestly the best the best, mm -hmm. best first 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 step, I guess. Yeah. Right? Wow, I should I should definitely start then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you need any help, I have lots of books. I have a lot of friends that speak. So that's been really helpful. And it's been cool because, like, in a lot of my classes, like, you be, you make these friendships and connections, like, with my kumus. Like, we became, like, kind of like a little ohana, like a family, you know? Like, you look out for each other. You check on each other. You mm -hmm. call your friend. Like, you have so many friends. Like, some of the friends that have made and these classes are, like, now my closest friends that mm. I call, like, on a daily, and we, like, hang out all the time, wow. you know? So it's really cool, the connections that you make. Wow. Hana, what was the other word? Kumu. Kumu. So that's a teacher. Oh, teacher, that's teacher. professor. Okay. Yeah, so um, I've had many, like, so all of your professors are basically kumus because they're oh. the people teaching you. I see. Okay. Yeah. I'm gonna, I think I'm going to start calling them kumus, yeah. so professor. Mm -hmm. I, feel, I feel like they would appreciate that. Yeah, it depends. I feel like with, a, like, if I have, like, a Hawaiian professor, then I'm, like, or, like, Polynesian, I'm, like, okay, kumu. But, like, yeah. it depends on who I'm calling. Because some of them, they're, like, what? And I'm, like, okay, professor. <laughs> like, no worries. <laughs> My bad. Uh, uh, I got it. I, yeah. said, I said professor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, ooh. My bad. <laughs> next time, next time, you know. <laughs> yeah, I was, like, okay, good to know. We'll put that in the back. Yeah. <laughs> we'll put that in the back seat. Yeah, yeah we'll save that for later. <laughs> And I love my Hawaiian, my Hawaiian uh, kumu as well. Mm -hmm. He he goes into class with Hawaiian shirt, no yes. shoes on. It's just exactly. a relaxed environment. Yes, best place to learn. Right, I know. That's how I feel. Like I feel like everyone is just like it's a very chill and comfortable learning environment, oh, which I feel 100%. like is the best way to learn. You 100%. know, so that's always mm -hmm. been really helpful. So like mm -hmm. when I'm learning, like. My classes for Olela were on Zoom, so that was, like, oh, wow. a little bit harder. Yeah. But it was still nice because I feel like everyone's so helpful and, like, mm -hmm. wanting to help you, like, do the best. And I feel like, especially me coming from California, I have this California girl accent, <laughs> like the Valley girl. And so all of the, it's like— not that, <laughs> It's not that strong. Thank you. I appreciate it. But maybe. it was <laughs> maybe a little bit. Um but, yeah, like, all my friends in the class, like, if they're, like, born and raised here, like, they're local, they have an understanding already of, like, kind of some of the words because of the street names and how you yeah. pronounce things. So they already have kind of the basic knowledge to, like. So it was so nice because everyone was always so helpful with me, like, mm -hmm. to, like, catch me up and be yeah. like, okay, like, this is how I – so that was really nice, how everyone just wants to help everyone do their best in the class. And it's not like – everyone's trying to be number one they're like yeah. no we're all in this together mm -hmm. like we're all trying to learn the same thing we have the same goal exactly wow that's what a university should be right <laughs> <laughs> we don't need we, we need competition is needed sometimes sometimes but, but like when you're trying to learn and it's it's just trying to get a good environment going. Mm -hmm. The best, it's the best kind of way to learn. Everybody can then learn together, right? Yeah. It's, instead of oh, okay, everybody's one person going to be studying in the corner, rushing, yeah. trying to get their the best kind of possible mark. But at the same mm -hmm. time, we're working together. Mm -hmm. We are Oahana. Yes, exactly. <laughs> you see, I'm picking up the word. You're slowly. picking it up. You got it, and that's very much appreciated. So we appreciate it. <laughs> I yeah no, I'm the the proverbs and a lot of the quotes I've mm -hmm. been getting a lot along the way. That's been very helpful as well. Mm -hmm. and I think I will definitely take take yeah. when I go back to the UK. I've only been here for three weeks. But yeah. When I go back to the UK, I know I'll be able to translate what I've learned here. Yes. To my way of life in the UK, which is 
so different. Yes. <laughs> so different. We're an island nation as well, but it doesn't feel like yeah. an island. How is it different for you guys over there? Like, what are some of the differences that you see? Oh, the, f- the most initial one is weather. Obviously. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got rain all the time. But Very true. I, I don't know. Yeah, people here are a lot friendlier. Yeah. Are way, are way friendlier. Every, you, you get... Like here, you get the, the kind of the, the exception. You have the, the crazy, the crazy yeah. guy on the beach, which is I find them quite funny. You know? <laughs> they say kind of funny stuff sometimes. Yeah. But in the UK, we have uh, you have a lot of drunks. You have a lot of mm. people who are just on their off their heads on on like meth or something. So mm. it's just not a very cozy. I'm always yeah. on edge. Yeah. Here I can. I should. Just I probably relax. shouldn't be doing this, but walking around at four a.m. alone or with a friend, yeah. we should, probably shouldn't be doing that. But I feel safe here and comfortable enough to do it. Pretty. It's yeah. It's a safe island. Like, and it's such a small island. So yes. it's like you know, you gotta. Everyone kind of looks out for each other and takes mm. care of each other. And like, I remember this happened recently, ish. I want to say like maybe last semester. This one girl was abducted on the beach. She was with her boyfriend. And the entire island worked so hard and tirelessly to find her, and they found her at a cafe, and she, like, made it home safe, and it all ended well, but it's because of the tight-knit community. And we're Mm -hmm. like, no, we're finding her. We're making sure she's okay. And I think that just kind of speaks volume as to who we are. We all look after each other and want everyone to be safe and happy Mm -hmm. and to go home to your family. And that's, that's very that's a very powerful message. Mm-hmm. That's very powerful. Yeah. Everybody's everybody's has one. Yeah. <laughs> it's cliche to say, yeah. but it really feels like that, mm-hmm. right? It really feels like that. And yeah, I'm great. I'm so grateful to be here. Yeah, it's, it's such an amazing opportunity that we get to have, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. yeah. I think it has been around fifty minutes now. So. Oh I, wow. Time flies by. It really does. So thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. It's been an honor and a pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) An honor? Wow. Yeah. (laughs) Truly. I know, but you're more than welcome anytime. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed it. You know, first ever podcast. It was really cool. (laughs) So thank you. It's just a conversation. Yeah. Just talking, getting to know one one another. A little gibberish coming out now. It, it happens. It happens. It's, it's a 15 minute mark, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, words come out, come out a bit funny. Yeah. Phrases are a bit funny as well. So. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Thank and, you for having me. Uh, like and subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for watching, and we'll catch you in, a, in another episode. See you in a bit, guys. All right. Yay. How did you find that? I loved it. It was so cool. And get the R.